0: Hello, everybody. Happy Monday by the time that you're listening to this and welcome. Um, Welcome to the first weekly lift podcast. Um, A big moment because it's something that I have been thinking about doing for some time and here we are. So I thought I'd start with why I decided to start a podcast Um, and it's not just because everybody else is doing it, Um, it's actually because I think it's a form of content that I'm really going to enjoy. If you're listening to this you've probably been following me on Instagram for some time and I've just got to a point where as much as I'm grateful for Instagram and as much as I will continue to post and give value on there, I can't get across what I want to get across on an Instagram post anymore, um, purely because of the way it's going in terms of reels and like short, sharp, snappy content. And I just like to chat, so I thought, Do you know what, like the podcast is the best place for this, and it's just going to allow me to go into so much more detail on like loads of different topics that I'm passionate about, and also that are obviously going to help you guys. Also, if you're one of my clients, then you'll know that I do a weekly live chat. And honestly, like this is one of the best parts of coaching for me. Like I love planning the lives, going on them, chatting for half an hour about a topic that I know is genuinely gonna make a difference to people and coming off it feeling amazing. And I'm hoping that's what I'm gonna get from the podcast. So I decided to make the podcast, well, the first podcast about me. Um, And that's because obviously, if you're listening to this, most people start from the beginning. And I thought, do you know what? I wanted to tell the story of the face behind the business, because I think it's so easy to see just a successful coaching business um, and think, oh, it's always been that way. Um, But actually, like just like you, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a partner and I have my own struggles and have been through my own experiences which have got me to where I am today. So I kind of wanted to share a bit more about the last two years and setting up Lift, so that you can understand the background before I go on to teach you all things health and fitness. Um, so I do feel quite vulnerable because obviously anybody can listen to this it does open you up to like opinions and criticism. um, And you are kind of opening yourself up to the world. But if one thing I have learned over this last two years is no one is you like no one can be you and you're not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. So I thought I'd start by giving you a little bit of background about my own health and fitness journey. Um, Because as a coach, it is really important that I understand exactly what my clients are going through. Um, And it helps me relate and it helps me coach them better. So for me, the story actually started about six years ago, I think it was. Um, And I actually broke up with my ex-boyfriend who I was with for around seven years. you know, the type of person that you think you're going to be engaged to. I was in the process of getting a house with. And yeah, just one day my life was turned upside down. And to say he cheated on me would probably be an understatement. Um, But I'm not going to air all of my dirty laundry (laughs) on the podcast. But what I will say is that I did find myself in a really really bad place mentally just lacking confidence having to move back in with my parents and it was just a really really dark time but like most hard times they always happen for a reason and you always come out the other side stronger looking back thinking oh that's why that had to happen and If it wasn't for that situation, I would absolutely not be where I am today. And I can categorically say that because obviously I wouldn't have met my fiance husband to be Louis, um, which made me obviously want completely different things for my life. Um, But I most of all wouldn't have got into exercise. So you're actually gonna hear quite a lot more about my fitness journey in a future podcast. So I'm not gonna go into too much detail about that. But to summarize with you, I did go on my own journey where my mental health obviously started to improve massively and the physical side just wasn't catching up. So I actually decided to get my own coach. And in that time, I learned so much. Um but one of the main things that stuck with me was that I learned how to live a normal life, which means go out for friends uh, go out for drinks with friends, go out for you know a roast dinner with my family, do all the things that I wanted to do and still see results at the same time and that's kind of where the idea for Lyft started because I was like I need to share this with more people because you know I'd grown up around diet clubs I haven't been to them myself but I know people that have done them and I know what the diet culture is like and I just wanted to show other people that it didn't have to be that way like losing weight doesn't have to mean cutting out certain foods or over-exercising or just doing all of these ridiculous things that are not realistic to a normal person. So the journey actually starts way, way before that, because before I actually started thinking about becoming a coach, I worked as a manager in a very popular coffee shop. I don't actually know if you're allowed to say brand names on podcasts, so I'm just going to leave it out. Um, And I loved it. So I had a team, I worked with loads of different teams. So I have always been in that kind of role where I have encouraged others, made sure people are reaching their full potential and things like that. And I I did love it, but it got to a point where I had absolutely no work-life balance. And obviously when I met Louis, I wanted to be in a situation where I had my weekends back and I wasn't being called a million times on my days off. So I moved to another job, closer to home, um, for this, this time for a, a much smaller company and I was a regional manager. Um, again, had my own team, but I wouldn't say it was a company that I was particularly passionate about um, and I knew that it wasn't forever. I'd often find myself waking up every day being like, there has to be more to life than this, like dragging myself out of bed at the last possible minute and wanting to go home like as soon as I possibly could, which is so unlike me because I am somebody that gives my all to what I'm doing and that was just sucking the energy out of me. And by this point, I was massively into my own fitness. Um, you know, I had my own coach. I had been going to the gym for some time. And um, I was on holiday with Louis one day, and he just turned around and was like, Why don't you become a personal trainer? And funnily enough, me and Louis always have a joke that. He's psychic or we're 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 like telepathic because we always come out of the same things at the same time. And I had actually been thinking about it, but I was scared to say it out loud because I knew once I said it out loud, I would actually have to do something about it. And I guess the rest is history from there in the sense that I got on with it and I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna do this. Um I know it won't be kind of full-time straight away, but I can do my qualifications and see where it leads me and i think that was probably the first lesson was that you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step in something like i had no idea what i wanted to do with that i was like i just know that i love exercise i know that i want to help people and you know what that means for my future i'm not sure but let's get the qualification and figure it out and then a big curveball was thrown in the way um which i know was a curveball for most people and that was good old covid so i actually qualified it for my pt qualification about 3 or 4 weeks before the first lockdown happened so i was extremely lucky because if i hadn't like that could have been prolonged for much longer um and Yeah, I would not be where I am now. So like a lot of people in the UK, I actually got put on furlough. But I literally thought that I was going to be back in like two weeks and that would be it. And then again, like most people during this time, I suddenly got a phone call out of the blue and it was like, your job is at risk. There was two people that did my job. It was going down to one. We had to apply for it and the other person would be made redundant obviously i was in shock even though i didn't particularly love the job i needed the job um you know i had bills to pay and i was like what am i gonna do Um, and suddenly it all becomes a little bit scary and real so i was kind of at a crossroads really because i was like i either carry on or i apply for this job and I might not get it, but I also might. And I could still continue to build up my coaching business around it. But equally, it probably wouldn't be the easiest option. But then on the other hand, I was like, well, I can leave this job and throw myself in the deep end and try and make this coaching business work. But obviously, you always get told no business is successful in the first year. And, you know, you have to be willing to put in the hard graft, which I absolutely was. But at the same time, it didn't make it an appealing decision. Suddenly going from a stable income to no job, no income and a business to build. And obviously I spoke to a lot of people for advice during that time and they were like, oh, it's a really uncertain time. Like, you know, aren't you better off going with the devil, you know, and you know, people don't have money at the moment. So no one's investing in coaching or people said things to me like, Oh, you won't make any money from that. So I would just stick with a real job or a stable job. And obviously, all these things put doubts in my mind. But deep down, I've always been the type of person that knows if you want to make something work, you will make it work. And it was my job to make that happen if I was going to make that decision. So I obviously did what the responsible part of me would do and I sat down and worked everything out and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to do this because it's kind of now or never and if I don't do it now, I don't know if I ever will So, and I certainly won't get this opportunity again. So I actually had my meetings, I told them I was taking voluntary redundancy which just to clarify wasn't enough money to live for It was like maybe enough money to just about live for one month Um, and I took the plunge. I wasn't happy in that job. I cried when I got off the phone because I was scared. Um, I sat down again like a few weeks later and I worked out how many clients I would need just to even live and then to make the same kind of money that I was making which let me just tell you was just a normal average wage. Um, and I cried my eyes out. I was literally like, What am I going to do? I have no idea. Like, I'm not going to get this many clients. And there was just this sudden moment of realization where I was just petrified. But once I'd had that moment, I was like, Do you know what? You've got no choice now. You've made the decision and you've got to make it work. And that is what I did. I, Spent six months building it on Instagram, posting my own journey, and I launched Lyft literally just wanting one client. I was like, do you know what, if I just get one to five clients in this next year, then I would class that as successful. Um, I got myself a part-time job working at a local Pure Gym, um, and I was a gym instructor there for a little while. Um, And I actually launched and it was far more successful than I ever thought it could be. It still wasn't enough to just do alone, but it was a decent amount of clients that, got my business off the ground and I am forever grateful for those people. They know who they are. And they also are, some of them are still with me. And then it got to about three months into my job at the gym and I was suddenly just found myself working 12, 16 hour days, seven days a week because I was basically running my coaching business full time by this point and going to work at the gym and teach classes part-time so i just knew it couldn't continue but equally the gym was paying me a stable income each month that is amazing security during time of a time of uncertainty and when you're starting up a business but my happiness has always been more important than money um and Honestly, like I wasn't happy, I was burning myself to the ground and I was like, I can't make this coaching business what it is if I don't throw the towel in on this gym job and give it everything that I've got. So again, like there we were six months later, like making another huge decision and chucking myself in the deep end again. So I handed my notice in at the part-time job and honestly, basically didn't look back from there because I am a massive believer that when you create space for something, that will come to you if you're willing to put in the action to make that happen. And I create, by leaving that job, I created the space for my business to grow and Become what it is today because I suddenly had the time to work on it like I wanted to give my current clients the attention that they needed, um, and also just to ensure that I got time off because that is something else that I've learned is when you're self-employed, like you're your business's biggest asset and. If you don't give yourself time for you, then how are you meant to give your time to others? If you follow Lyft now, then you'll know that we're approaching our second birthday and the business has just grown and grown, not by luck, by sheer hard work and effort over this last two years. And there have been many ups and downs, Um, too many to even count, but I wouldn't change anything for the world. So I wanted to finish by giving you three lessons that I have learned over the last two years because they are things that you can apply to anything in life, including your own health and fitness journeys. But if you are listening to this and like me wanting to take a plunge on something, um, it might just help you make that decision too. The first one is don't listen to what anybody else says. And don't do what you think you should do or what everybody else is doing, just because you've never actually taken a step back to question whether that is what you want. A lot of people told me that I shouldn't go self-employed at such an uncertain time. They said that, you know, no one's spending money at the moment. So, you know, it'll be really hard to build your business. Um, You won't make any money from being a coach, literally all of these things. And one thing that i can honestly say is it's okay to get advice and to hear different opinions and obviously if you're going to ask for people's opinions you have to be opening to hearing it but equally like it doesn't mean that you have to follow it because honestly some of the best decisions that i have made throughout the last two years have been by going against other people's advice and listening to my gut the second thing is that you won't be the person for everybody and that's okay. Um, I genuinely believed when I first started to coach that I could help everybody and that it would be this really positive job because everybody has decided to sign up and wants to make that change. And don't get me wrong, it's an amazing job. It's very rewarding. Um, And yeah, you, you do get a lot out of it. But equally, like it's hard graft. And you're helping people change their behaviors, which is no mean feat. Um, But like I said, you won't also be the person for everybody. Like there are people that I think are better suited elsewhere. And I will always tell my clients that if I think that I'm not the best coach for them. So don't try and be liked by everybody because you'll end up pleasing nobody. Um, Just remember who you want to please. And remember that nobody else can be you and that is genuinely where your power lies. And then the last one is that you are your biggest asset. So if you don't look after yourself, then how are you ever expected to look after anybody else? I used to think to be successful, you had to work the longest hours and reply within a certain time frame or, you know, run yourself in the ground to be successful. And I've really learned in particular over this last year that That doesn't have to be the case and don't get me wrong you have to be willing to put in the hours but equally you don't have to do that at the expense of your own mental health and well-being so i hope that has given you a bit of an insight into the last couple of years obviously there's so so much i could have said but At the same time, I don't want to be rambling forever. And I'm also already sat here thinking, is this even interesting? And are people even going to have come this far? So if you are listening still, then thank you. This podcast is genuinely aimed at educating you on all things exercise, nutrition, mindset, because I am a big believer that the three need to work together for you to live a mentally and physically healthy life. And apologies if my sound isn't great, I haven't got myself a microphone yet. And when I recorded a podcast the other day, it was much better quality than this. So I'm not really sure what's happening, but what I have decided is that, you shouldn't wait for things to be perfect for you to start. And if I waited until I ordered a microphone and worked out how to work it, then this podcast would never be released on time. So excuse the quality of the sound. I promise you, I am going to aim for it to be better in the coming episodes. And then one thing I did think would be really cool if you're listening to this podcast is to tag me in it on Instagram and show me where you're listening to it. Because I love a podcast and I genuinely listen to them on walks, in the bath, um, whilst I'm showering. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see your naked body in the shower or anything like that, but... I love to see that it's reached all around the country. So yeah, tag me on Instagram. My Instagram is lift by Lucy Victoria. I had to think about it for a minute then, um, and share it because honestly, it wouldn't be without like my business wouldn't be where it is without your guys' support. And I know that I can help so many more people just from you guys recommending me and sharing this podcast. So if you do tag me, I am forever grateful. And yeah, I'm just super excited for coming episodes. And I hope you've enjoyed the first one.